Hello and welcome to Fintech Bytes, a podcast series from CMS, in which we will discuss and provide insight into some of the latest technology and regulatory developments, market trends and issues affecting fintech and innovation in financial services. Hello and welcome to this episode of the CMS Fintech Bytes podcast series. My name is Yasmin Johal and I'm a lawyer in the financial services regulatory team at CMS London and I'm a member of the CMS FinTech Practice Group. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Robinson, who is a partner in the financial services regulatory team at CMS London. Um, He specialises in FinTech and crypto. Hey, Sam, how are you? Hi, Yasmin. I'm good, thanks. How's things with you? All good, thank you. Thanks for asking. So in today's podcast, we're going to look at the financial promotion regime and how it's impacting the crypto asset industry. There has been loads of changes happening over the last 12 months with respect to crypto assets and the biggest one on the horizon now is financial promotions. So Sam, let's kick off. What is the financial promotion regime? Sure. So at a very high level, the financial promotion regime relates to marketing of financial products. Uh, It's been around for many years now, and it relates to any uh, what's called an invitation or inducement to engage in investment activity. But without getting too legal in the sense of what this all means, really any marketing that's intended to induce a person to take out an investment or a pension product or an insurance policy is likely to be within the financial promotion regime. And that's the reason why it's there, so that the what's in those adverts and, and how they are produced is monitored and controlled and make sure it includes the, the relevant and correct information. Great. Thanks, Sam. And obviously, it doesn't apply to the crypto asset market currently. Um, so what's happening? How is this all changing? Yes. Yeah, so the main word in that sentence is currently, because that's exactly right, because that's at the moment. The crypto assets are not within this regime because they are not a a type of product that falls within it. So the whole financial promotion regime just doesn't apply to any marketing in the UK that relates to crypto assets. Uh, So crypto assets for these purposes includes the the cryptocurrencies that are out there. And there's quite a a long definition, but in in effect, it's cryptocurrencies that are are corks. and they will, should I say, they will be in the future. So right now they are not caught, um, but that's what's changing uh, because the regime is being extended to capture cryptocurrencies and crypto assets in the future. Thanks, Sam. So I suppose we're talking about the likes of Bitcoin, Tether, etc. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's there's obviously lots of them out there now, um, but generally speaking, the, they'll all be within the crypto assets definition and the marketing in the future will need to comply with the financial promotion rules. Remind me, are there any types of crypto assets that currently fall within the regime? So at the moment, it's only those that are the so-called security tokens that are out there because in effect, they cross the two regimes. They are a crypto asset but also a security in the old fashioned way. Uh, so they would be a tokenized share, for example. And because it is a share, just because it's tokenized does not change that. But the fact it's a share means it falls within the regime at the current time. Great, thanks Sam. And I suppose looking at the financial promotion regime, there are, there are a couple of options. Um, you can either issue the financial promotion by an FCA authorized firm. 
it can be approved by an FCA authorised firm or it can fall within an exemption. So maybe we can look at those various options now. What firms can issue or approve financial promotions, Sam? So these are firms that are authorised by the FCA under a particular piece of legislation called the Financial Services and Markets Act, or FISMA for short. These firms are the likes of banks and investment firms who are carrying on other things, not just crypto business. They are doing other things. And that's the reason why they have this license. That's the reason why they have this authorization to cover their broking activities, for example. They are the ones that can approve a financial promotion. And that applies across the board to so say you have to be within this, say, have this authorization to be able to do so. But you also need to have the appropriate knowledge, systems and controls to be able to approve a financial promotion. So to give you an example, let's say that you are an insurance firm and someone comes to you and says, could you approve my consumer credit adverts? You may well say it's all interesting, but we are not in that field. So we just don't know enough about it to approve a financial promotion in the consumer credit space. And so as well as having the right authorization, you need to have the expertise and, and systems to be able to actually approve financial promotions of that particular type of product. So in effect, there's a two stage test. One, is the firm authorized? And then two, say, are they actually able to approve a communication of that particular type? Great, thanks, Sam. And I suppose there'll only be a small number of firms that are going to be able to issue or approve financial promotions when the new regime comes in. Yes, that's what we're expecting. And simply because crypto assets are not within the FISMA regime. So the majority of firms that are active in this space do not have an authorization or do not are not needed, are not required to have an authorization to do so. So they can carry on their business say, perfectly legally and legitimately without having that permission. So it's only those that have a crypto business and another regulated activity which are going to already have this authorization. Mm. And um, I know there are certain types of firms that operate within the crypto space that are required to register with the FCA under the money laundering regulations. How do they fit in, in terms of you know, issuing and approving promotions moving forward? Yeah. So as you touched on earlier, Yasmin, there's a couple of ways to comply with the regime. One is to have your promotions issued or approved by an authorised firm. The other one is to fall within certain exemptions from the financial promotion regime and one of those exemptions relates to firms that have an AML registration as a crypto asset service provider. Those firms can issue their own financial promotions. So on the FCA register, I believe there's around 30 firms or so now that have this registration and they can issue their own financial promotions because they have this registration. And it is important to to be clear that it's only their own promotions. They're not able to approve other people's promotions. It's only the, their own that they can issue. Um, but that exemption is there and, and that should, should help people to, without needing to get another firm to approve their promotions because they already have that registration. And whilst we're on the topic of exemptions, are there any other exemptions that are available to firms who are not registered with the FCA currently? Yes, so there's a, a number of exemptions out there. There's no 
exemptions that apply in effect across the board. So there's no blanket exemptions, for example, to go to retail customers. They usually apply to either particular types of individuals or firms or in particular circumstances. And there are certain ones that apply to uh, crypto asset related financial promotions, for example, marketing to high net worth entities, so corporate entities that are above a certain level or marketing to investment professionals, such as other firms that are authorised by the FCA. These promotions will be within the exemptions and will be compliant for that reason. Some of the other exemptions, say, will not be available. While well, they're, they're, they're useful for other marketing materials, for example, there's a high net worth individual exemption that applies to unlisted shares, but that's not going to be available for crypto assets. So the exemptions will help firms to a degree, but they might not capture all of their target customers. The retail market is going to be impacted mainly here. Yes, the financial promotion regime is, is a lot of it is geared around protecting retail customers to make sure that promotions are clear, fair, not misleading and so on. And, and that's what's going to happen here, too, in the same way that other investments say are limited in their retail marketing. Great. Thanks, Sam. And maybe let's now move on to marketing and looking at firms that perhaps um, have global marketing campaigns or um, operate uh, from a jurisdiction outside of, well, outside of the UK. Um, how can I decide whether any of the global marketing campaigns or globally available websites uh, fall within the, the changes set out in the UK financial promotions regime? Yeah, so good, good question. And it's it's not always a straightforward one to answer because a lot of it depends on the individual facts. But at a, a very high level, the financial promotion regime applies to any communication which is capable of having an effect in the UK, which means it either originates here or cross-border marketing into the UK is also caught. And so then it comes down to what is cross-border marketing into the UK. And a lot of this depends on whether you are or a firm is actively targeting the UK market or even sometimes passively by having a, a website that you might market via UK focused search engines. Say so the FCA has said that it's quite a low bar for what is meant by having an effect in the UK. So even if a website does not advertise say in the newspapers or on the tube network in the UK, the fact that their website can be accessed by UK customers and, and, and located via search engines or social media could well bring that campaign within the scope of the UK financial promotion regime. And perhaps say, say unknown to the firm that's actually carrying it out, the, the regime does capture say at that level of communication. So what I'm getting from this is even if you operate offshore, you're, you you may be impacted by the changes and you'll need to to kind of assess that impact. Yes, that's that's correct. This is really the first time that the UK regulatory regime for crypto is now going to pick up firms that are offshore that carry on business with UK based customers. Previously, the crypto registration that we touched on was more focused on firms that are physically based here and carry on business here, whereas this is the first piece of legislation that's really going to impact firms in another jurisdiction that, that want to carry on business with UK-based customers. 
thanks, Sam. That is really helpful, and it looks like it's quite extensive um, in terms of uh, the changes to the market. When are these changes expected? So we've now had confirmation that the rules will enter into force on the 8th of October this year. So that doesn't really leave much time for firms to comply because they could well have to implement quite a few tech changes, for example, in regards to the onboarding process to ensure they are compliant by that date. The FCA has also been quite vocal in the sense that they are planning to police the perimeter in the sense that firms that are not compliant by that date, they will be looking into them and, and asking questions as to why and using their powers. They've had quite a detailed outreach programme uh, to try and make firms aware of these rule changes so that people know that they're coming and there's no surprises. Thanks, Sam. It looks like the changes are imminent and um, you know the market should really be preparing for this now. And then let's move on to the regulator, the FCA. Um, I know there was a consultation paper that came out last year around financial promotions, and there was also a policy statement that came out um, at the start of this year around financial promotions, which excluded um, crypto assets from those new rules. But obviously, the FCA is probably gearing up to the changes now and bringing crypto within its regime. So what has the, the FCA said? So the FCA has been quite vocal about these changes coming into force and, and they've done that for a few different re reasons. As we discussed earlier, this is the first time that crypto assets have been are going to be within the more mainstream financial services regime, in addition to the, uh, say the AML registration. Uh, so they're making sure that firms are aware of these changes. Uh, so there's been various speeches that people from the FCA have mentioned these changes. They've also, so various letters have gone out to crypto firms to make them aware, particularly those that are outside of the UK, to ensure they know what they need to do in the UK for the first time once these rules enter into force. Uh, and also, say, so to authorise firms in regards to it, those that are going to issue or approve financial promotions, what they need to comply with. And, and in short, when firms do just that, when they are, say, issuing or approving financial promotions, we are expecting the rules to be very similar to the requirements that are in place for crowdfunding platforms, which include various risk warnings, for example, and calling off periods and appropriateness tests. Anyone who's invested via a crowdfunding platform will be familiar with the onboarding journey needs to be followed. There will be something very similar for crypto related platforms once the financial promotion regime enters into force. Thanks, Sam. So I suppose if I was a crypto firm, I'd probably be trying to get my head around the, the FCA's recent consultation and policy statement on high risk investments and trying to draw analogies to them. Yes, I think that would be sensible for any firm that wishes to target UK customers in the crypto space need to, to consider whether they will be within any of the exemptions that are out there. But if not, and they intend to have an authorised firm approve their promotions, then they would need to think about the requirements that that firm will have when doing so uh, to make sure that they are able to implement what's required. Looks like it'll be a busy summer for us then, Sam. And just on that, that kind of that, that thought, um, as a firm, 
as well as obviously understanding the changes that are happening for high risk investments and seeking legal advice on that um, to draw analogies. What else should I be doing now? So I suppose for firms that are, what should they be doing now? Engaging with the regulator where they need to, where there's any uncertainty regarding their, their model. So we are aware that, that some firms aren't doing just that and, and the regulator for these purposes being the Financial Conduct Authority is speaking to, to firms in this space to ensure that they are, are compliant or aware of the requirements to become compliant in the future. So there is that, that open dialogue that's available uh, as well as perhaps mapping their customers to see which type of customers do they have in the UK. Are they ones that can fall within the exemptions that we touched on earlier or are they ones where it's not possible and working out whether they would still like to target those customers because some firms may simply decide that they no longer wish to target the UK market because of these changes, whereas others will see it as a key market for them and, and actually implement the requirements. So there's a certain amount of strategy and strategic development that would need to be undertaken to determine let's say, what people would like to do in the UK before they then look at practically how do they update their website user journey, for example. Great. Thanks, Sam. And thanks for joining us today on our FinTech Bytes podcast series. I think there's a lot going on in the crypto asset industry and our listeners who operate in that space should um, definitely uh, keep abreast of these developments. And thanks, everybody, for listening today. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Sam Robinson, one of the partners in the financial services regulatory team at CMS London. If you would like any further details around this topic or any of the points that we have discussed specifically on this podcast, then you can reach out to Sam or myself and our details are on the website and also linked below. We also frequently publish thought leadership on this area. Alternatively, you can visit our FinTech webpage and Twitter page, which is linked below. Thanks for listening, everybody, and take care.